welcome to New Zealand Vegan Podcast, episode 47. I'm your host, Elizabeth Collins, and I have two very special guests here in the studio with me today. I first of all would like to introduce William Paul. Hi, guys. And Vish. Hi, everyone. <laughs> so we, we did our stall today, and we want to talk about that. And um, so, let's go. Talk. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> well, y- you two better start, because I came in an hour late. <laughs> well, why don't we talk a little bit about the BBC? Okay. Just a little bit. We listened to the documentary from the BBC, and... Um, there is going to be a podcast done about it by Gary Franciano and Roger Yates, and um, maybe I might be on there. I'm not sure. Maybe. Um, but um, overall, how did you think it went, uh, you guys? Well, I mean, I just, I mean, like, they only gave Gary, what, 30 seconds, which, you know, he was so marginalized in that, which... You know, that just wasn't fair that Gary got 30 seconds to speak. I agree. I wasn't happy about that either. I wanted to hear more of Gary. I thought that uh, given the fact that he was a vegetarian, I was quite surprised and I thought it went quite well. Okay, that's interesting. You knew that he was vegetarian, eh? I mean, you knew he wasn't... No, I assumed. I assumed. You assumed he was not a vegan, Victor Schoenfeld. See, I assumed he was. So you were a step ahead of me there. Um, and you know what? That is actually quite a good observation. The fact that the guy was not vegan, so he's not really coming from a animal rights perspective, after all. Not at all. How do you think he handled the whole Wayne Purcell welfare, um, Martin Bellick thing? Do you think he, he was too subtle about his criticism of it, the way he kind of portrayed it? Let's pretend we're not animal rights advocates, we're just a person who just happened to catch it, and what would you have gotten out of that, do you think? I mean, it's hard to think that way, but... I think it was a bit too subtle, but I still, I still like how Gary prefaced it, and the questions that were asked were very relevant, and I thought they did show, like, how welfare doesn't work. I'm not sure how many people would pick that up, but uh, well, we that, certainly did. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm wondering if it was a little too subtle for your average person, but maybe not. Maybe not. So all in all, we're waiting for part two, and we're going to see if they feature more of... Um, Gary Francione on there. It's we hope so. Yes. Well, it's going to be about vivisection, and he makes some really great um, points about vivisection that other people seem to neglect to make. So hopefully they will take that into consideration. So we're waiting for part two. And um, anyway, William, how was the vegan restaurant? How was everybody? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was good in there. You know, yeah. When I went in, it was, you know, business was good. It was quite packed. Excellent. So, yeah. I think they're doing well. They've got lots of customers in there, so... Excellent. I hope that they know that they're eating vegan. Yes. I think that some people do walk in there and look at the menu on the outside and just walk inside and order the chicken and noodles. Um, because I actually experienced that. Uh, there was I was sitting next to a, a woman who overheard myself and Anna talking and we were talking about tofu and we were talking about veganism and the woman suddenly put down her fork and called Anna over and said is this chicken because it tastes like tofu 
but she'd been eating it not you know, she'd been eating it quite happily and then and I said oh no I, yes it's it's not chicken and she she brought the menu over to show her it wasn't false advertising the menu very clearly says 100% vegan no animal products and the woman said oh well it tastes good anyway and kept eating which was which was quite nice and today was a beautiful day in Auckland um, we were all together as abolitionists and it's been wonderful to be in the same room with people who are on the same page and we actually did my street stall today and we actually had quite an interesting experience and I learned a lot from Vish and um, why don't you talk about the hot dog guy Vish mm. <laughs> come on um, I can't do all the okay, talking okay. What, um, well, what's there to say about him He's, uh, he came back mm -hmm. after my first chat with him yeah and, well, that's always a good thing. And so what did you talk about in the first chat? Oh, man. You're asking the wrong person. My memory is okay, shocking. Okay, I'll, I'll tell a little <laughs> okay. bit about it. I do remember. He came up and he was, he was asking about the animal, about the animal rights position in a kind of confused way. We had no idea who he was or what he did. It was him and his partner, um, and they were just walking around, and they asked about animal rights and said, well... I can't remember exactly the specific questions that he asked, but we did give him a pamphlet and we did talk about um, animal use as being slavery. And he s was very friendly to us and um, he asked what we ate, I believe, didn't he? Yes, he did. He was very interested in that. He was very interested in what we ate. And then they left and we gave him, he took all the pamphlets, my packet of pamphlets, and then we were talking to some other people, and there he was again by himself. Mm -hmm. And um, So he asked more about the nutritional aspects and what kind of foods we ate and how to start on a vegan diet, he said. Didn't he say, I want to try yes, a vegan diet, yeah, what yeah. do I do? So that was always good, and we were a bit surprised and taken aback because we, we hadn't prepared for we that. We were not prepared for that. No, we hadn't. It was a learning experience. He said, where's all your information on that? I want to start eating a vegan diet. How do I begin? Where do I get my information? And we said, uh, the, the, on the internet, um, you know, you just Google, and we were just like, um, so I want to get some information from the New Zealand Vegan Society, and yeah. I do want to have it like a vegan starter kit yeah. um, with the basics. You used the great um, go breakfast, do the breakfast first. Yes, yeah, yeah, I did give them that advice. Phase it in, breakfast, then lunches, then dinners. And he asked for a precise plan, but he wanted some sort of... And you, you gave him your email address? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's always important to give. But the most like astonishing revelation came when he told us what he had made his fortune doing, eh? Yeah. So, yeah. Sausage stall. He had hot dog stands in America. And he made his fortune selling hot dogs in California. And he's starting it up in New Zealand. He is starting a hot dog stand business in New Zealand. And in fact, he's opened his first stand. So he, we said to him, well, you can, there are vegan hot dogs, remember? Yeah. And he was said, oh, I'm going to try that. And he was going to, he was talking about um, using, some in and sneaking thing, some in. And seeing if people noticed. Seeing if people noticed. I think he'd like them because I think sausages are terrible from yeah. what I remember. And I, I like vegan sausages a lot better. Yeah. Oh, and he, and he said his weakness is ice cream. And is there a, we said there's a vegan restaurant. We sent him to the vegan restaurant to have some vegan ice cream. And he actually literally w said, I'm going there right now <laughs> to yeah. have vegan ice cream. And I'm sure that he would have talked to them a little bit about the food. Um, he's He is a person who's made a living off food. 
And he acknowledged that the vegan flavor is what gives meat products. Yeah, that was really good. He was actually, he didn't have to convince him or anything like that. Well, he, he knows. just came out and said it, yeah. He, he makes, he made hot dogs. He knows that mm. it's just the, the flavorings. So, I thought that was good. Now, he did give us, what did you think, Vish? Because you said that was a really good idea. Were you humoring him? Um, a bit. Because I, yeah. I thought that you did, and yeah. I thought that was a good way of handling it. <laughs> yeah, well, so he was a bit turned... He gave us some advice, like he said, uh, people might not respond that well or walk straight past if we have, you know, the whole animal side of it, but, you know, that's the side we want to... Yeah. He said, why don't you start out with the food and a menu and show people that you can eat this? Yeah. And he said, later, they'll come to the, the, you know, the animal rights part of it themselves. And we know from experience that that's actually not well, true. obviously he hasn't thought about it. That's what he's, that's what he's most interested in. True, and it's good to know. Yeah. Yeah, it is good to know what non-vegans think is approachable to the vegan mm -hmm. issue. Yeah. It is good to know, and I definitely want to have very good nutritional information on there as a backup, so that people can, when they're, you know, not as not even a backup, I mean, we need this, I mean, once you decide to to respect animals and go vegan, you don't know what the heck to do, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't even know where to begin, and the more I found out was not vegan, I was just shocked, but it was all knowledge, but I was determined to find out and determined to stay vegan because of the animal rights. Yeah. To be honest, though, I reckon uh, from that approach, even if he was, if it, even if he did get into it, you know, he might not stick with it because it's just a food thing to him. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, but it was I, interesting all the same. It was interesting. If he ends up opening a vegan store or something like that, or a vegan hot dog making stand, making his own vegan hot dogs and selling them, that'd be really great. I think it would be great. I hope to see him again, and I'm. I hope he enjoyed his vegan ice cream. And we had a couple of other interesting ones. Um, first of all, I want to thank Bish because I learned a lot from him. Um, he, one of the best things that I thought you did was when you, when the woman was talking about how her friend is a tree advocate and how where do we draw the line at sentience, yeah. right? And you said, well, you know, everything we know about, you said, we base it on scientific knowledge. It's not uh, just opinion. I mean, we have facts about animal sentience and things. I thought that was a really good thing to say. I've never said that to people before. Mm -hmm. I've never said, no, you know, this is actually scientifically proven. You know, all of these things I'm telling you about, because um, I just take it for granted that people know that animals are sentient because I did even while I was eating them it wasn't until I realized I had a moral obligation to them that I stopped but it, you didn't have to convince me that they were feeling thinking beings which sounds really sadistic and barbaric but in reality it was so what, are, what were some other people that came over today we had quite a lot of people in yeah. the beginning they just came all at once, and it's hard when there's more than one. Remember, we lost that cup, that couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very hard when there's more than one because you're not sure what to do. Do you greet the new person or do you continue with the old person? Yeah, you don't know who's more valuable. You don't. Well, know. you're just surprised as well. <laughs> <laughs> Why did they all come at once? Because we had a period after that where there weren't many. Yes, there were. Um, remember what was the other? Oh, so the woman with the tree. So we the had tree lawyer guy. the tree lawyer guy. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, we had two people who came over and said, basically, I've already read all this. I already know about all this. You don't have to tell me anything. I've read everything. Remember, there was yep, the yep. guy with the white hair. And he said, "You haven't read this." Handed him Gary's. And pamphlet. I handed him Gary's pamphlet and said, "You have never. You haven't read. I bet you haven't read this." That guy was vegetarian. Yep. Yep. And she was interested in. She was interested in the nutrition side. Yeah. So. Oh, was she? Because I, you were talking to them. I yeah. couldn't quite hear it because then the other people were coming over. Yeah, she was very much interested. in I wonder what that guy's deal was as well. I don't know. But no, yeah. Because they walked, they um, they walked past us, and then they stopped about maybe fifteen feet away and put their bags down and had a big debate about whether or not they were going to come over and talk to us. Did you not get that impression? No, I didn't see. I didn't notice that. So. Oh, you didn't? No, no they stopped, and were debating, and it took them ages to come over, mm-hmm. and. They only came over when somebody else stopped, and we were talking to somebody else, which was inconvenient for us because we didn't know what to do. But then the other person was leaving, the other person left. So we heard all of the basic arguments. We heard, I've already read about this, and I already know about this. You don't have to tell me. We heard, where do you draw the line? Plants are sentient. Mm -hmm. Um, A lady from, she sounded American, she might have been Canadian, said, oh, she walked up to us and said, and we and you said hi, and yeah. she said you don't have to tell me. I already know. Yeah. And then we started talking a little bit. She said we grow our own food. And you straight away from that that she was like, um, she was very well first. Yeah, yeah. When she assumed that what we had there, she already knew. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like you don't really know what what we're doing. But then she said, I have a friend who's a lawyer for trees. And she was being facetious because he's probably an environmental advocate for forests and, you know, ecosystems and things. But she took it as, he's a lawyer for trees. Trees have feelings. Where do you draw the line? And you did say to her, well, I've studied, you know, biology. And I I can tell you for a fact that trees don't feel pain. Not that, you know, they don't have a central nervous system. I think a lot of people, you know, don't actually know much about the anatomy of plants and so and you know animals so they don't realize the importance of this central nervous system and i i mean i i have heard from vegans who do think that plants are sentient so it's not really yeah i mean it's not just the non-vegans who who think this way i don't know whether they're genuine or not but i've heard of vegans who do think who do believe that plants are sentient so we're dealing with both sides. So. How do they resolve it? Yeah, I, mean, I, d- I don't know, but I've I've heard it before. I've only heard it from fruitarian, somebody mm. who was going. Really? Fr- yeah, mm. yeah, going fruitarian. Um, I've never heard it from a, you know a non-fruitarian vegan saying yes, I think plants. So, they didn't tell you how they resolve it or how they. No, but yeah, I've definitely heard that before. Yeah, and when when people like that hear all the stuff about um, you know plant plant defense mechanisms and how they communicate to other communicate to other plants <laughs> and uh, by sending chemicals that uh, cause other plants to activate their defenses and stuff like that, they think that there's some sort of intelligence or some sort of reasoning behind that, and it's where they're mistaken. So. Right. Yeah. Plants do a lot of stuff like that, and they're very diverse in that sense, because, you know, 
they don't have any reasoning thing, any sort of reasoning or anything like that, where they can have just a response like we can and move away. So they have to develop a lot of different mechanisms to you know, protect themselves. When I started, when I first started thinking about these things, I had to change what I said because I was, I kept saying living, I used to say living things. Mm -hmm. Well, plants, well, first of all, animals are, you know, non-human animals, nor human animals. Animals are not things. And secondly, plants are living. So if you're talking, that's just a danger. It's just not a consistent thing to say. You know, we can't hurt living things. It's yeah, wrong yeah. to hurt living For things, sure. which is what I used to say until I learned a little bit more about the language <clears throat> yeah. behind it. Now, we did have another person who, okay, so we had someone who went down the plant issue, somebody who went down the, um, we had an outright hostile guy who was walking past saying, is this? He said, "Was this? Does this include chicken?" Yeah. And he basically. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have called him hostile. No, he wasn't. Ho yeah, no, I don't think, think it was hostile. I think he I was, think was trying to make a joke. Or no, no, I, d I don't really? think he was making a joke. I just think he was. He probably just thought, "Oh, here's a bunch of vegetarians who don't eat meat," and that 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 was the impression I got. You know. The yeah, impression yeah. I got when I say hostile, I mean completely closed down to the no, idea. No, I, I don't think I don't. That's not. I just think it, what I sensed was, oh my god, these people don't eat this. How do they live yeah, without I, that? That yeah, was I the impression I got, yeah. and that was the impression I got from the look on his partner's face, yeah. on I, her face. Okay. That was. Uh, that's what I read from her body language. So fair enough. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's what I think as well. I think for them it was probably more, I could never live without like that. disbelief. Just, like just more or less a taste, aesthetic mm. part of it. Okay. Because they not, did Not really say open to the moral issue. I mean, yeah. Well, I guess that's what I meant. I didn't phrase it very well. I think you're right. I'm looking back on it at the way they acted and the fact that they just asked us three or four times whether or not we actually ate chicken and or did we not eat chicken. Mm. Um, and we just replied with, what, no animals. Yeah, we don't. We just, because well, they were walking off, we just Elizabeth tried to. Said they, yeah. mm. well, I they, don't think it was important to engage It them. wasn't, well, they weren't interested in engaging. No. They just, right. we were, they were looking at us like we were some sort of strange okay. species yeah. of, of alien. But no, they walked past, I mean, it wasn't, it was, you're right, it wasn't hostile. It was just very, but they were walking past. I mean, we were yelling, not yelling angrily, but they were calling back. He, he, he was walking backwards saying, yous don't eat chickens? Well, I didn't say chickens because he's, you know, we say chickens. And at that point he was so far away and we'd already answered him. I just said no. <laughs> and then they yeah. just shook their heads in utter disbelief and kept walking. But and there were some kids like that as well. No, the kids said, what is speciesism? Yeah, and they said, what is speciesism? And then they had that little cheeky smile. Which, which How do you think I dealt with that? Because I looked at them and thought, well, I didn't want to say it's equal to, you know, it's, it's, it's prejudice and based on an irrelevant criterion. I said, well, do you remember yeah. when I said it's, um, it's being prejudiced against somebody because I said, do you remember when they used to enslave um, people? And they used the reason of um, race. And yeah. they knew what I was I mean, they weren't little kids. Okay. They were like maybe 10. And he nodded. He's like, yep, yep, yep. And I said, and so, and I said, so it's just like that except species. And he was nodding, nodding. He was eating what looked like a McDonald's 
hamburger at the yeah. time. But he had this cheeky look and he said, okay, hang on, hang on. And he was trying to think, <laughs> think of, of something funny. Trying to think of yeah. something funny. He couldn't, which was... He, he couldn't. And he said, hang on, hang on. And he goes, I'll be back, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. And he never came back. I don't think we gave him enough ammunition. Yeah, very good. <laughs> very good. No, but kids are like that, it's fine. Yep, absolutely. I would have been exactly like that. <laughs> yeah. Probably about as witty. See, the thing is, nobody reads that sign. I have abolished speciesism Mm -hmm. on the right-hand side. I have the abolitionist approach on the front, and on the left I just have NZ Vegan Podcast. Except that kid. He's the only person who's ever come up to me. Well, he is at eye level. (laughs) Oh, okay. Nah. True. I don't know. No, nobody reads that one. Now, people come up and say, remember the guys who'd come up, he, oh, the very first interaction we had, we just set up. And it was that... It was that man with the hot dogs. Oh, was okay. Oh. It yeah. was him. He said, abolish what? Right. Abolish what? And I thought fast, and I said violence, didn't I? Yeah, Gosh, that was good. That they was were going to walk away, and they both immediately came over. We don't compromise. We don't say, like, we don't use the health angle or... No, never. Or no. the environmental angle, so... No, we didn't. And once we started talking about violence against all animals, including, you know, non-human animals, and that's when he was asking about those kinds of things, they did start to sort of back away at that point. Like, oh, that's what you're talking about. Oh, I understand now. But they were intrigued, weren't they? Mm -hmm. And as a person who is actively selling um, an, an animal product that you know, making a fortune off directly. Yeah. He was very interested. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, so they're the ones who came back. That's a really good attitude. I mean, I wouldn't have had that when I was... He was really friendly and totally non-judgmental towards us, and we were non-judgmental towards him. When he said, you know, I met... Well, he said, he he kind of looked off in the distance and kind of confessed, you know, he said, well, I made my fortune with yeah. hot dog stands, and I think he sensed from us at that point that we weren't going to turn around to him and say, murderer, yeah. you know, evil, yeah. devil, and we all, and we said, okay, and he talked about it, and we said, and we got on to the food, so, yeah, he that, that was the very first interaction. We had so many people come up, eh? Mm. I'm and, to... you know, and towards the end, we did get the man who had, you know, the speciesist definition of animal mm. abuse, he said... I'm against animal abuse, you know, and took two of the... Uh, He said he had already donated. I thought that was very interesting, because he, like, he expected um, to give a donation or something like that, that we were... Oh, I missed that. No, no, he said, I "I already donated. Oh, I didn't. I missed that. He said, all I got was, he said, I I hate people who abuse animals, he said. And he grabs a couple of pamphlets, and then he walked. I missed the whole donation thing. As he was walking away, he goes, I do eat chicken. He he turned around to us, and he was so proud. He said, and I only eat chicken and fish. Yeah, yeah, only eat chicken and fish. And he looked at us like we were supposed to say, right on. Yeah. And we just kept very quiet, and he just kept going. Yeah. But hopefully he'll read Gary's pamphlet. Yeah, hopefully he'll read that, and yeah. Because what happened with the hot dog guy, he lives in the city, and he said, I was reading the stuff on the way home. I got home and read it, and then he came back. I just thought that was so awesome. Hmm. There's nothing about uh, health. There, That's so why he came back. He said, I want to go vegan. Maybe he was a you... bit too shy to admit anything. Maybe. Else, but yeah. 
something okay. got triggered. I was very pleased with that. And then we had the young girl from England. Oh, yes. Who yes. gave us another argument. So we've got, we had, I, I just love how these points, when you're on the forums, when you're debating, it's the same, almost like, like even when Gary Steiner and Gary Francione had the interview and Gary said, these are the three or four objections, they're always the same. Mm. Um, they were, well, we didn't get all well, the similar ones, but they're very, they're, they, they repeat themselves. Yes. We had the plant yeah. one, we had the, um, I am, I hate people who abuse animals and I only eat chicken or fish, so I'm good. I'm on your side, you know, mm. I'm, I'm with you guys. I only eat chicken or fish. Um, we had the guy who's worried about the health. We didn't have anybody talk about the environment, no, which is don't. unusual to me because most of the time that's what I get. Yeah, I get a lot of, on, but yeah. I get a lot of people who stop and talk about the environment okay. and who are knowledgeable about it actually. And they know, they say, oh, I know it's really bad for the environment. And I'm like, yeah. Okay. But then we had a young girl who, who her excuse was... There's a lot of other problems out there. There's all these human rights problems. Yeah. I imagine she does stuff for Amnesty or something a like that. Amnesty. Were you there for that, William, when she came over? No, I wasn't. Oh, okay. She stayed for ages. In yeah, fact, her did. family got furious. Yeah, I wasn't sure exactly why she stayed for so long. I think she was waiting for you to stop talking so she could, like... <laughs> So, oh. Yeah. So that she could, what, leave? No, or? no, so that she could uh, justify her position a bit further or something like that. Or give more reasoning. And I wouldn't shut up, as usual. <laughs> well, I mean, she kept saying the same thing, and I just kept giving her the same answer. Right, she, we she, don't have to... She kept saying, I'm too busy, there's yeah. too many human problems. You don't have to do either, and you, give a, you gave a very good answer. I, mean, I thought I did, and she kept saying, yeah, I see your point. She almost, she, she repeated herself, and then she said, oh, but you're right, I see your point, but you're right. And she said, but I'm just so busy. And then she would repeat yeah, it. Know, she would just say it again. And then she'd say to herself, but you just, oh, you know, you just told me that. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're just, you're so right. So I guess that's, that's like She'll, the point where we have to ask her a question and get her to think about it. I think the thing we have to reinforce with people who think that human rights is worse or more important or should be dealt with first, I think we have to reinforce the idea that while advocating for veganism and defending animal rights, while that helps animals, it also helps humans at the same right. time. It that's, helps both. That's a good you know. point. We should have like mentioned that conditions for workers in slaughterhouses are terrible and animal exploiters not only exploit animals but they also exploit the workers. See and these are things we learn for next time. And we are also dealing with farmers who have children who are, are bringing children up right. to be to I mean, be more farmers yeah. and yeah. yeah. I mean obviously um, they're going to be speciesist, and that's going to be a step uh, that we have to take later on, because that's a very hard argument to make. I mean, animal exploitation just, you know, it makes people, I mean, you know, it makes people feel more comfortable about doing it when they hear it from their parents, and, yeah. you know, if we can help people... Obviously we can't just say mm. that it's an equally important issue to her, because she'll just shut yeah. down and... yeah. But, yeah. Well, I made the point that the only thing she... Sh all she has to do to help animals mm -hmm. is, is just don't buy the products. Mm -hmm. I said, you don't have to spend... You don't have to do the stall. You don't have to do anything. Just 
don't buy the products. I said, that's so much easier. I said, you know, when you're fighting for, for against human rights abuses, it's harder because you're, you know, it doesn't, and, I, and we, wait, we made it very clear that we totally support that. We're not misanthropes, yeah. right? Misanthropes. Yeah, that's the right one. Yeah. <laughs> We're not misanthropes. We, we agree yeah. that human rights is, is, is equally important. Yeah. But all you need to do for animal rights is go vegan. And we said that, and that's when she kept repeating herself. But I really hope that she mulls it over. Mm-hmm. She said, I just moved and it's really hard and I only eat white meat and I, oh, I hate the red meat because of the blood. And, you know. Um, it is very hard when you move, but as soon as you learn more about it, you'll want to do more. But then she turned around and as she was talking, People rationalize themselves out of something sometimes. Oh, she heard her own nonsense. No, she turned around and she said, but then again, well, I guess it's really not that hard, is it? Mm. She said, oh, no, it's really, it is really easy, I guess. And then she kept going back to, but I'm so busy. I do protests in London and I'm fighting for human rights. And I just kept repeating myself. Oh, but, but, to do for, but to fight for animal rights, you just don't but buy I the product. I think at that point, you've got to ask her a question, get her to think, get her to make, get her to convince herself. Yeah, or, that's... You're right. How could I have done that? I mean, with the animal issue, it's it can you know it's combated with by being a consumer. You know. Yes, we that, said that, and yeah. she understood it, but then she kept repeating it. And Bush is saying, "What's the point in both of you repeating yourselves?" I should have asked her a question, and I agree. Um, something like, "Well, why do you think?" I just. Um, we could have asked her something else. We could have said, what do you fight for? Got to her talking about her advocacy. Mm-hmm. That would have been a smart move, which we didn't do. We didn't do that. Yeah, I, I do think it is good to engage with them what, mm-hmm. what they spend their time doing because I, I know I feel good when people ask me yeah. how, what I do and how I do It's more of a conversation things. that yeah. way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, these are things I need to learn. I've only done my stall so few times, and every single time is a situation that I learn from, which is why I love... For me, I like to ask uh, questions, because, you know, you get to know about that person, and the more you know about that person, the more, like, you know about the right questions to ask them and how to convince them or whatever. And it's not like we're just, you know, selling a just selling an idea almost where exactly. making it a lot more personal personal and a lot more respectful to them yeah. whether yeah, yeah. how i mean this is just We're how they interpret yeah. us because that i mean they may have the image that we are total freaks who are all judgmental and are going to yes. say nasty stuff about them to their faces so i mean i don't know how they think so one of the things that Vish, that I learned from Vish, which I'm really grateful for, anybody who does a stall is, um, and it's pro- maybe this is really obvious and other people do it all the time. I think it is. <laughs> is something that I've never done, which is the truth, um, is Vish would say, somebody would come over and um, say, what is this about or whatever we talk about. And, the, and he, before he even like began to talk about his position, he would say, what do you think about all of this? What do you think about this whole animal thing? Or what do you think about all this? And I don't do that. So I need to start doing that because it, it changed the dynamic immensely. And it's a really wonderful thing to do. And it goes back to what you guys were just talking about, where it becomes personal. They talk about and you can learn from them, which is so important because every human being is different. Every individual yeah. is different. 
I think I love it is also it. important that we don't uh, try and you know win the argument or point out wh- what they're what's wrong with what they're saying and okay. you know work with them rather than yeah that's not to say we we should you know be Com- use the welfareist methodology and compromise and say you know you're doing a good thing or you don't have to say anything like that but working with them yeah for sure yeah yes um, like for example with the be understanding I guess yeah we have to remember that we were once those people yeah. we were yeah. once speciesist we didn't understand how it worked and you know if I were them I would want to be spoken to with compassion and they understand you and there is mutual respect right yes and I think yeah what you said in your earlier podcast is is very true I think uh, we don't convince people they convince themselves so we can lead a person yeah to water whatever analogy. Yeah, and I just I just need to learn. I mean, I've I've always had a problem where I talk too much. Yeah, we noticed. And because it's it's a habit of a lifetime, it does hold me back. And my I really would like to learn to listen more, um, not only to improve myself as a human being in general, even just my relationships with people, my relationships with my family or complete strangers, but definitely as what an advocate, especially with what we're trying to do, because we won't compromise and we have to listen to the individual to figure out, in a way, how they tick, you know, mm-hmm. how are we going to get through to this person and asking questions. Now, somebody already told me this, in fact, um, Stan who I did the song with, um, who I did the um, open mic, the open mic with, told me that that he learned it from um, somebody who works with Safe. Actually, mm-hmm. that they always ask people questions. What do you think about this? How do you feel about this? And he told me that. And you know, I saw you do it in action. Um, and it's it's so it's not actually the first time I sh- you know, I think I have been told it before, but it's just so hard for me to just be quiet (laughs) so I really want to learn um, to ask someone what they think and then to not jump in every time they make a point and say well this or well that because I tend to do that as soon as a point's made I want to respond to that point I want to say yes but da 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 rather than just let them finish their whole because they're all connected and I might you know you need to listen to the whole thing so that's something I really need to work on and it would be really helpful if I could have more help on the stall, because then people can nudge me, or mm-hmm. I can shut up and let the other person do the talking, the person who is more adept at listening. Yeah. I was surprised how little uh, suffering was mentioned in uh, talks with the other people. I mean, yeah. I, I expected to have to change the subject to use and uh, respect as opposed to, you know, compassion and suffering, but we didn't get much of that at all. Well, we didn't start with that. No. You know, we didn't... Oh, yeah, we didn't start with that. But, you know, people that assume that we're doing some sort of welfareist, improve the conditions kind of approach, usually yes. usually just assume that. Well, yes. I guess we just didn't get those people today. Well, we got people who... It was interesting phenomenon that happens is you don't even say anything directly about the individual or anything. You just say, 
this is about animals. We're doing this because people, most of the time people come over and say, what is this all about? Yeah. And that's why I don't, I haven't figured out how to turn around and ask them a question because I'm too busy answering their question. Mm -hmm. I need to just keep it short and then ask them a question. So I need to work on it. It's very hard for me to do because I want to answer their question. I want them to know what I'm doing. But it's not as important as knowing what they're doing, I think. So people come over and ask, what are you doing? We say, this is about animals. And then they immediately go on the defensive. Remember that woman? I, well, I grow, we grow all our own food, so we're not participating yeah. in directly. But we didn't even say we think that everybody is, needs to take, you know, to look at their own actions. We just said, this is about well, she didn't even, we didn't even get a chance to tell her what it was about. She just looked at the pictures, mm -hmm. looked at the pamphlets, and immediately started saying, I already know about this, you don't have to tell me, and then went on the defensive, yeah. saying, we grow all our own food. That, I mean, that was the impression I got from just observing people's faces, who didn't stop, just walk past. And I remember just observing a man who just looked at the peaceful prairie pictures and just shook his head like... This is not for me, yeah. you know. I, you know, I don't need to know about this. You know, I don't need to know what you have to say. Or I don't want to. Mm -hmm. Maybe you guys are wasting your time or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't see him, but I remember you mm -hmm. talked about him. Mm -hmm. I missed that. Most of them were just, you know, they did look quite horrified by the pictures and did look shocked. So. Oh, we don't we don't put uh, very shocking pictures there, but we do. They do ask very good questions, like, what are some of the examples of that? You mean peaceful prairie, the peaceful prairie ones? I don't know the ones that say. Um, well, we have the face of a cow. It's the peaceful prairie. I very much recommend their pamphlets um, to bring people over, mm -hmm. um, because it is if the face. You cannot mistake the emotion. I mean. People say, don't be anthropomorphic, whatever, you know. I mean, this is a thinking, feeling um, person. And she is looking at the camera, and the baby newborn is curled at her feet. There's no blood, there's no guts. All the pictures we have are of living animals. I don't show pictures of dead animals or skinned animals. I want them to see the person. I don't want them to see the corpse when the life is gone. So that's the way I like to do things. And um, they, this is, how do you say, please don't kill my baby? And should any mother have to? A lot of people, even when people don't stop, I notice them looking. And a lot of them look. And because they're images, they're instantaneous. And they look away very fast and walk a little bit faster. <laughs> and I know that something has happened. Now, probably, we don't really know what happened in that individual's mind. A lot of them would have, because I've done it myself, turned off. turned off immediately, seen it, and their brain would have gone into self-protection mode, almost protection mode, and shut down. And they walk very fast, and they erase it from their mind, and they don't want to think about it. But um, it's in there. Your brain doesn't erase anything completely. Your subconscious is very strong. And I'd rather that they look and even if they don't stop, then not look at all. And when you're sitting in the middle of a busy street with a table, people look. People mm. want to know what you're doing. People are curious. You know, mm. people are interested. I'd say, what, eight out of every ten people who walk past, they look, you know. Oh, More yeah. people look than you think that would look. Mm -hmm. You know, they look, they look and they continue looking. 
most of them. Yes. They don't just glance, yeah. they look. So I think a, one of the big problems is some people think it's awkward to just stand and look, you know, stop and look. So they Which feel the obligation to keep, keep to walking. To keep walking. Yeah, that's a problem, isn't it? Sometimes I walk away. I, I, I noticed some people walked one way and the other way. Well, one person did that anyway. Just to have a second look or something. Oh, really? I yeah. missed them. I noticed one woman who did... I do I do think she walked past three times. Oh, really? She, I mean, I think she looked every time. Oh, wow. And I'm not that observant either. Mm. <laughs> so... I mean, yeah, it's like you, you can't not look for a lot of people. That's a good point. And that's a good point, Vish, because when I'm by myself, sometimes I have to, like, go put something in the rubbish bin. Or I'm just... I want to stretch my legs, or I, I see a busker who's playing music yeah. and I want to have a closer look, and I'll just walk away from my table. Mm-hmm. And it'll just be the table and no person, and people mm. will go up and, and, yeah. and look. So maybe like 20 meters down down the road, you should have like a, I don't know, some sort of information stand, and people can look at that, and you can keep an eye on it. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. That is bloody brilliant. I'm going to do that. You see? Got to have, like, more than one head working on the problem. It's very important. So, yeah, because like, that happened to me. There were these guys playing guitar, and they were the most useless guitar players I've ever heard. I couldn't believe how terrible they were, and I went <laughs> very close to make sure that I was, my, you know, I was actually seeing... It was just funny. I mean, a lot of people were stopping. I think they were almost just practicing. And I was far from my stall, and a guy stopped. And I thought to myself, oh, I have to get back there. I have to get back there. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I need to talk to this person. You need to get him off. And as soon as I approached, he left. Okay. Which it might have gone another way. Another person might have stayed. I don't know. It's all very unpredictable. You can't beat yourself up too much. Everybody is so different, but... Did you say anything to him? I didn't have a chance. All right. I mean, I didn't yell after him, come back. (laughs) Where are you going? I've noticed, I I try and learn from, um, you know, the people on the street that sell, well, that get you to sign on to, you know, the yearly subscriptions, because they're really good at talking to other people. They're really good at engaging other people and making them feel like they should stay and talk and all that kind of stuff. They're really good. They get paid to do it, of course. But right. yeah, it's good to learn from other people that are not necessarily sure. doing the same type of activism as you, especially politicians. Yeah. I love to look at politicians just for that reason. I don't care about what they say, but it's more like how they say it and mm. how they satisfy everyone's... <laughs> so they make everybody feel like their problem is being addressed. Exactly. Yeah. I think that is part of that thing I talked earlier about addressing people's different uh, perceptions or whatever the kinesthetic, visual, audio thing. Right. I don't think everyone's amenable to logical argument. I think you have to have some sort of feeling words or relate what you're saying to someone's experience, previous experience, or something like that. And the way to do that is to listen to them and learn what their previous experience is. Or how they want to, how they receive information, and you know that kind of thing. And that's really hard to learn. Some people tell me it's about where they're looking, if they're looking down. It's sort of more feeling stuff. Oh. But that's really hard, and 
yeah, I guess there's a lot written on that, but I haven't had the chance to study that. Because, so it's like some people think visually, or so, was it receive information visually? Some yeah. are logical and some are emotional yeah. or something like emotional that. Emotional kinesthetic, yeah. Oh, uh, well, yeah. I mean, every time I do my stall, and I, I love doing it, something, and even if just one person stops, I say that every time, even if I'm out there for four hours or five hours and only one person stops, it's worth it. It's always more than one person. Mm -hmm. Always. You know? And there's always at least a couple of people who you know you've gotten through to somehow. And you always learn. The most important thing yeah. is... I think we need a closer on our team, though, because mm -hmm. some people are sort of almost wanting us to push them. Maybe that's why some people hang around. But, yeah. Um, like yeah. someone that asks, what can we do to... For you to go vegan or whatever i don't know how that a closer would do something like that but you know someone who asks that what what can we do to help to make oh, you well yeah well a lot of salespeople do that you know so we need someone yeah someone with that attitude or that personality that can get away with saying certain things because i know i probably can't i don't think i can either yeah, we need more people doing this. And I really do recommend doing a store with more than one person. It was much more effective, I think. I only do it... Williams, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call William to come and help me um, as much as he can. But, you know, you need a group of people. I mean, that's why I'm trying to get this... More people turned on to this idea. Because um, it's, it's an enjoyable thing to do, especially on a beautiful day. And especially if you're with friends, because when nobody's stopping and talking, you're talking. And you're talking about the people who you've just dealt with, and you're learning from that. And it's actually a really um, satisfying, and I feel like it is a really valid thing to do. I feel like mm -hmm. it is a valid thing to do. Mm -hmm. And we're getting the message out there. The people who are protesting Iran, all they are is they're not even trying to talk to people. They're just standing there, putting it in people's faces, saying, look at this. This is what's happening. And in a way, when nobody stops, I'm still doing that too. I have the pictures, and they know what it's about. It's about animals. It's about what we're doing to them. And yeah. at least they're no longer, as we say, the absent referent. And mm -hmm. I think that is really effective to be in the, in the streets with them. I really do. Although the people that are doing the Iran thing, that's all they have to do, right? Because everyone, you know, you well, just I mean, sign up yeah. to that kind of thing because yeah. they're just, everyone knows it's like mm. problematic thing that's going on over there. And pe most people want to help. Most people don't like that. So True. they don't actually have to do much compared to well, us. Well, it, it, I mean, it's yes a good point. Yeah. It's a good point he makes mm. because we're a species as world. Mm -hmm. The people who are looking at those photos of the people being shot by the secret police in Iran are not the people who are paying the secret police to shoot those people. Whereas when they look at the dairy cow in my photo, they know that they yeah. consume the products themselves. The defense mechanism kicks in instantly. I mean, they've got nothing to lose by signing up to that petition, to petition the government, yes. whereas they got something to lose when they're talking to us. Yes. Mm. It's not... I mean, we're not saying that it's... It's very rewarding. Yeah. It's very rewarding. And we have to do this. We are morally obligated to do this. Those of us who want to do more, this exactly. is what you need to be doing. Mm -hmm. And welfare 
um, promotion is, is not. Um, so if you do want to do more, this is, this is what you need to be doing. Um, yeah, I mean, I also just think, you know, we were, we were just, you know, the three of us were there in our normal clothes. We weren't dressed up in animal suits. Right. Holding buckets, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we, we you know we look like normal, approachable people, you know. Yes, yes. Okay, of course, dressing up in an animal suit may get children to come up to you, but it will trivialize you know, the whole thing. Yeah, we're, you know, we're not, yeah. we're not, we're not playing it up. We're not making it some big theatrical performance or anything like that. We're to yes. the point, you know. That's that's very true. Yes, I would never do that. <laughs> I mean, maybe before I would have because I would have thought it was all about getting attention. Mm-hmm. It's not just, it's about getting the right attention. Well, it works perfectly fine for... Fundraising. Uh, yeah, well... Getting people's money. For, like, um, you know, animal welfare organizations because there's no conflict there. Everyone wants to help... Mm. Uh, help the animals without you know giving up anything i mean well giving up money but that's not much to give up as long as they get some sort of uh, satisfaction or idea that they've done something indulgences as gary said and we're not going to give people that sort of thing no we're not (laughs) sorry um well i think that um did we miss anybody that came by there was that Mm. one there was the what oh we talked about the couple. I think we missed a couple there of were people. Two, there were a few couples. There were a few, yeah, there were. There were a few couples. Mm-hmm. But I think it was, um, we had a whole lot of attention. And hours of the day, you were talking, Bish, about PR firms and people who know how to, <laughs> you know, know society and hours of the day. I mean, because we went out there at 2 because I'm, I was working in the morning and that was the earliest we could get there. Between 2 and 3.30, we got really busy. And then everybody started, started, I don't know, maybe getting late or something happened and less people stopped. And I don't know why or wherefore. Um, I've done the stall and I'm usually there like at 12. And I'll stay till 5 or I'll go from 1 till 5. On World Vegan Day, I got there a little bit earlier. And there was no rhyme or reason to it. Um, every time's difference. I don't know if I could, I think I just need to go there and do it. And whatever time I get there is, you know, yeah. is the time I get there. But it was interesting to see that there was almost like a cutoff point where we were just slammed was, yeah. and then, um, and then it just stopped. But mm. it was a very productive day. I'm, and I do want to get information on nutrition just so that when people say, okay, I'm really interested, I want to, 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 um, at least eat vegan food. Yeah. I have vegan some. Starter kit. I have. I need a vegan starter kit because I know the deal. But it's like I'll have to sit there for an hour and try to talk to them about the things that I've learned from people. I was a bit surprised with that other person because I suggested um, a method, but he wanted ex- you know precise. He wanted steps. to go. Oh, okay. Like you said, you know, what days or when, what times, you know. Right. Okay. So, I was like, yeah. Well, I recommended that he go to the Vegan Society of England because they don't link to the PETA vegetarian. I guess guess people don't want to make it up themselves, you know. Like, uh, 
do what they're comfortable with. They want to be told a certain plan, and then they'll that's something that they're more likely to stick to. I I'm, guess. Ha- I'm happy to give that to them in the but beginning. Yeah. I'm happy to provide that. But definitely uh, not something like go vegetarian, then go vegan. Just no, phase it, phase it, and vegan absolutely. slowly. I think that's really a really really good point that you just made by phase it and vegan which is exactly what you did with the gentleman who wanted to go vegan and just didn't even know where to start and we we said go online it's really easy but you said the best thing you know if you if you want to begin right now go vegan for breakfast it's very easy to do then go vegan for lunch and we you know I learned that from Gary mm-hmm. Francione mm-hmm. as well he was totally amenable to that he had no qualms about doing it that way. It wasn't intimidating to him to work towards veganism. Um, In fact, I think he was quite prepared to go vegan. If we could have given him a a meal plan, he would have done it the next day. So Mm -hmm. I want to even have something like that. Yeah, you can even replace the meals you'd usually use. And uh, this guy on YouTube says um, quite an interesting thing where he takes the 10 foods you most commonly eat, because it's usually about 10 or 15 for you okay, know, non-vegans average, yeah. <laughs> that uh, they normally eat and try and veganize them. And obviously some aren't veganizable, but uh, a lot are. And um, oh. from there on, obviously it won't be extremely healthy because you'll be subs- using cheese substitutes or whatever. Right. But from then on, once, you've, once you're eating vegan, then you can start improving on getting more whole foods in there and getting more... That's awesome advice. That's really awesome. I would definitely do that. So there you go, folks. We did the stall, vegan activism. We didn't say you have to go vegetarian first. It was just we didn't very, even mention vegetarianism. We didn't even mention vegetarianism one single time. It was an incredibly positive experience. This this is, you know, wonderful, wonderful advocacy. It's the easiest thing in the world to do because I can't imagine trying to discuss the size of cages compared to the length of life of laying hens or whatever and all that nonsense. So thank you so much um, for helping me on my stall. Thank you, William, for coming out and helping us. That's fine. And um, I learned so much. And thanks for coming on the podcast. And um, there you go, everybody. Abolitionist Movement in New Zealand is growing. And we are... We're actually having meetings now in person, so watch out. And we're enjoying it so much. Oh, yeah. We've been eating disgusting amounts of really <laughs> delicious food, actually. It's been wonderful. And the weather's been great, so we've actually been a little bit lucky there. Thanks for coming on, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Thank you for listening, everyone, and I'll be back. And hopefully Vish and William will be back, too. I'm sure they will be. We're not going anywhere. Awesome. I'm going back to Wellington. (laughs) Vish is going back to Wellington, but um, we can do a Skype interview one day or something. Alrighty, thanks for listening, everybody. Bye.